Hello and welcome to Bright Wings, children's books to make the heart soar. I am your host, Charity Hill. The purpose of this conversation is to help mothers and fathers identify books that will liberate their children to embrace truth, goodness, and beauty. I'm reviewing Miracles on Maple Hill by Virginia Sorensen. It's the winner of the Newbery Award in 1956. I think I first read Miracles on Maple Hill when I was about 10 years old, and I haven't read it in about three decades. So it was quite a joy to revisit this book. I was surprised by the depth of the story, for it also is a very sweet story. It's sweet without being saccharine. I'm pretty sure the author first published it as a kind of realistic fiction, although for us, it's now almost historical fiction. I love that it's about a family that's struggling. And the question that it deals with is, where are we going? And Marley, the protagonist of the story, is asking, what good must I do? How can I be for my family? It's a story about hope. It's a story about healing. It's a story about family resilience. Each one of the family members changes in it. When the story opens, Marley and her brother Joe and her their parents, Dale, her dad, and Lee, her mom, are on their way out into the country. They're going to the mother's family farm where she hasn't lived in quite a long time. They're moving there because they're hoping that the change will be good for Marley's dad, Dale. Dale is returned from either World War II or the Korean War. The book doesn't specify. He was missing a long time because he was a prisoner of war. And he's tense and edgy. He startles easily. He has um, he has outbursts of anger. And he's not able to work at the job that he had before the war. It's Marley's mother's idea to go out to the country and fix up the old farm. Marley's dad is able to see right through this. He knows. And he resents it a little bit. He says, you mean it's going to fix me up? Marley's mother says, Dale, I didn't say that. You meant it. Well, all right then, mother had said, going red in the face. Why shouldn't we say it right out? I'm hoping it will. Through the winter, they, the children and their mother live out on the farm on the weekends, and the father stays during the week. The children continue to go to school at their school in the city and live in their former apartment. But over the course of time, through the work on the farm, Marley's dad does indeed begin to change. He works with their huge-hearted, warm-hearted neighbor, Mr. Chris and Mrs. Chrissy. Marley and her brother Joe have some distance, some bickering. Joe has some attitude of like, well, you're a girl kind of business. But they genuinely love each other, and Marley kind of waits for an opening to connect with Joe. We follow this family through the different seasons and the different work and the different beauties that arise during the changing of the seasons. Mr. Chris, their neighbor, is especially their guide to the miracles that are seen in Maple Hill. It's a good book to read in winter and early spring, especially in March, because that's the month where maple sap is boiled down into maple syrup. And that is one of the big um, kind of miracles. That's one of the great work activities that's described in detail through this book, turning maple sap into maple syrup. This book made me want to eat a lot of pancakes and made me want to get my children outside, living all out of doors in the fresh air with animals and with good neighbors. Big hearted Mr. Chris plays a big role in renewing the life and hope in this family. And Marley and he have a special relationship. Now that I've given you a bit of a summary of Virginia Sorensen's Miracles on Maple Hill, I want to some analysis about why this book is worth reading. 
It seems pretty clear from our modern perspective that what's going on with Marley's dad is something like PTSD. And I know from what my mother has said about her own dad's World War II experience in, in coming home that PTSD type things were not really talked about back then. I appreciate that Sorensen was writing about this and its impact on family life back in the 50s. She does it very gently. It's not really gritty, but it's there. It's the big impetus for the action of the story. Her dad's trauma is a big question mark. Can we recover from this? Can we heal from this? Early in the book, I found it really impressive that Sorensen talked about Marley's sort of strange feelings about her dad coming back. Marley's thinking to herself and she says to herself, she could remember times that had been nice there and happy in the city before daddy ever went away. And even while he was gone, sometimes mother paid a lot of attention and they went to the museum on Sunday afternoons to hear the Pittsburgh Symphony and for picnics in the park. Everybody felt sorry for mother because daddy was missing and nobody expected he would ever come back. But then he came. Then Marley acknowledges that she thinks this and she kind of stops herself from thinking it. She says, she wouldn't even think it was better before daddy came back. Nobody must think such a terrible thing, but it was a worry. We know Marley must have been thinking that because she has to stop herself from thinking it. She didn't like how he would yell when somebody slammed a door or a window or a wind, the wind did it. I like that Sorensen alludes to these mixed feelings, these troubled feelings in a book written in 1955 or 56. It would be a really healthy way to be able to bring it up in conversation with your child. She's glad her dad is back, but she's kind of really troubled and broken by his brokenness. And she doesn't know how to subtly, or rather she doesn't know how to acknowledge the subtlety of the fact that some things were good about him being gone, like he wasn't there to yell. So I like that this book encourages some subtle thinking and some subtle reflection. I also love that everyone in the family has to change. So Marley's mother, Lee, She's a hoping, believing, peacekeeping, walking on eggshells, really good mother and wife dealing with so much. And it seems like the best way she has of dealing with this situation is to try not to let the war and the prisoner of war situation have any effect on her family life as much as she can. But in order to be healthy, that has to change. So there's a part of the book in which Joe, who's made friends with kind of the neighborhood hermit, has gone out and has found the hermit with a broken leg and wants the hermit to come and be cared for in their home and to sleep in Joe's own bed. And Joe's going to care for him in every way and sleep on the couch. The mother, Lee, doesn't want to let him in. She's afraid he has lice, like body lice or bed bugs. And Joe is insisting and mother is resisting. Finally, their dad speaks up. He says, Lee, we had bugs in that prison camp. I had them on me when I came out, but we got rid of them before we got home again. Some of the people in the camp helped each other all the time. Some others never thought about anything or anybody but themselves. I'd never known before how different people can be. And now Joe, he turned and looked at Joe with the proudest look Marley ever saw in her life. Well, I know now that Joe would have been one of the good ones. I just know that now. Finally, the reality of the prison camp has come into their home. Marley's mother looks crushed because here is evidence that she hasn't been able to prevent this prisoner of war situation from having an effect on her husband and on her family. She's facing the fact that her life has to incorporate this hardship. It has to grow past it. It doesn't go away because she's doing everything so well because she's ignoring it. So when Joe wants to take care of the hermit over Christmas and her husband finally speaks of his prisoner of war experience. It's a huge opportunity for Marley's mom to grow. And it's hard and it's challenging, but she does. She makes a firm decision to move forward. 
she allows this heroic dynamic to take place in her family. She allows Joe to look after the hermit. She allows this influence to improve her already good home and make it something exceptional. Another thing worth noticing in Miracles on Maple Hill is how work forges meaningful connections between family members, between neighbors, between Marley's family and the hermit, and between the members of their community. At some point, the truant officer comes out to see why Marley and Joe are not at school and discovers that they're helping gather the sap in the maple grove and they're working so hard. She decides that what they're doing should be part of every kid's education. And so the truant officer organizes a rotating team of kids to help in the maple grove. That's one of the miracles. This work, though, that forges meaningful connections is is exactly what Marley's dad needs. It's exactly what the family needs. They need meaningful connections to be healthy and to grow in hope, to um, grow in resilience. It's a sweet book without being sappy, and I'm surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed this review of Virginia Sorensen's Miracles on Maple Hill, and I hope it helps you to decide if it is a book worth reading. <laughs>